0: Well, SpaceX certainly seems to be on a bit of a roll. Saturday, of course, they launched a rocket to the International Space Station. And last night, SpaceX launched 60, that's right, 60 60 of its Starlink Internet satellites into orbit. And joining us for more on this is Paul Delaney, our space exploration expert. He joins us on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey there, Paul. Hi there, Jeff. Nice to have you on, as always. As I mentioned, yeah, SpaceX, they really do seem to be on a roll this week, don't they? They will
1: remember the month of May and June 2020 with very fond memories. And by the way, it's 10 years ago today since the first launch of their Falcon 9. So they've, they've really had a great anniversary present for themselves.
0: Absolutely. Tell us a bit about this uh, Starlink satellite that they uh, launched, 60 of them. This is supposed to help eventually with Internet. Is that right?
1: That's exactly right. Uh, they're building what they refer to as a constellation of satellites. And they're talking about here literally thousands they're in the hundreds at the moment but they're talking about giving us many thousands of satellites orbiting the earth giving people the capability to reach up and engage internet activity so just like you and i do in in the cities Anywhere in the countryside, you'll be able to do that with really very good, uh, what they call latency, so great speed and response. The aim of the exercise is for them to be competitive with you know all of the current internet providers, but doing it from orbit rather than beneath your feet.
0: Is this kind of like terrestrial radio, which we're on right now, compared to satellite radio?
1: No, not really. Although, obviously, the relationship between on the ground (laughs) and above uh, is is an apt comparison. But um, as I said, you know, if I can use names, Rogers, Bill, all those folks who provide... Uh, internet service into your house at the moment, they do it with cables and fibres and so on and so forth. Well, now SpaceX is saying, forget that old hat, we want to do this via uh, you know, satellites from Earth orbit, so basically through the air rather than through the ground.
0: All right, what is the big win? What's the big advantage here? Is it, to, and we know that the provincial government just announced the other day, I think it was $150 million to try to extend internet access throughout the province and get to some of those regions that are underserved. Is this going to help in that uh, endeavor and that effort? Well, that's
1: that's exactly uh, what SpaceX is hoping they'll be able to provide to government services. So instead of us trenching all the way out there, uh, so as to speak, at uh, you quoted 150 million dollars, SpaceX would be offering, let's say, 100 dollars per month household uh, type activity. Uh, without the $150 million that that's going to cost you to, to trench your way out into the middle of nowhere. And there are going to be places across Canada in particular where you know, the government, with all the goodwill in the world, is not going to be able to reach them uh, with internet capability. When you're in orbit, when you're looking up, so to speak, and these satellites are passing over you all the time, you've got continuous internet coverage. So, yeah, SpaceX is trying to tap into the market that is not so much in the city, but literally in the hard-to-reach locations. And there are lots of them all over the planet, not just Canada and the United States. We're actually very well-served in large measure. But you can imagine places all across Africa where building that type of infrastructure is
0: really, really hard. Joined by Paul Delaney. He's our space exploration expert. And many of us, of course, usually looking forward to the weekend, uh, Paul, but uh, not so fast this weekend because we hear Saturday an asteroid the size of, I've heard, like the CN Tower or Stadium is going to come... really close to Earth. Just how close is this asteroid getting to us?
1: Uh, Plan your barbecue. It's not a problem, mate. It's it's about 5 million kilometers. That's going to be the closest approach. Uh, Yeah, NN4, 2002 NN4, as it's officially designated, uh, is about 300 meters across. So it's a really good-sized asteroid. And if, I stress that word, if it was to plow into us, it would cause a great deal of devastation. Uh, It's not quite an extinction-level object, but it's certainly getting up. Up there and it would really cause a mess on the planet if it was to impact us. But as I said, the current close approach is about 5 million kilometres. So, you know, that's a huge miss, really, when all is said and done. It's just across the way, astronomically speaking, and we do need to keep an eye on it because this pass by the Earth will probably nudge its orbit a little bit. The Earth's got a pretty good gravitational field. It's likely to nudge it in for just a bit. So we need to keep an eye on where it's going to go for its next pass because, you know, it's in an orbit that is going to continually, every couple of years, come relatively close to us
0: okay so bearing that in mind and you and i have spoken about this in the past when it comes to these asteroids because it seems like it's in the news uh, every so often that there's a you know a just miss or it's gonna get close to us are we doing anything where's technology when it comes to i don't know if we do have one of these huge asteroids that's on a collision course with us i mean is there any chance do we have lasers or something that could blow this thing up into a million pieces
1: well, the official answer is no. Uh, whether or not the military has something in their back pocket that we don't know about, I doubt it. Uh, you can't just blow these things up, despite you know what Bruce Willis and company would have us believe. Uh, that's okay. that's not the way to do it. You really want to nudge these things out of the way, and to do that, you need literally months to years worth of advance notice, so that you can literally strap a little rocket engine to it and just nudge it enough. You don't need to move these things very far in their orbits if you've got enough time on your hands and that is the trick so we're we're looking at a number of differing observation uh, sorry uh, alternatives to try and mitigate these threats nasa has uh a group working pretty well continuously, investigating ideas, options, and you know, it's just tough to move mountains that are three, four, five hundred meters in diameter. You just can't go out there with a with a tow rope and, and do the do it. Uh, but we are investigating options at this point in time. There is no asteroid of any significant size, as in literally more than a few centimeters in diameter, that is on a collision course for us. We monitor them all the time, but. If we do find one that is, you know, got our name written on it, can we do anything about it at the moment? The answer really is no.
0: Well, you know, since SpaceX is on (laughs) such a roll, maybe Elon Musk can get on that next for us. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: exactly right.
0: All right. Paul Delaney, thanks for the time as always, Paul. Appreciate it.
1: Take care.